0: i'm recording now uh, in case we have banter
1: look uh, i thought we were in the middle of banter
0: oh well fuck we lost that good sweet banter see i am out of practice
1: uh i mean i, I could just i could just make fun of you generally like it's the banter was like you being bad at technical stuff and me chiding you for it and you just really not caring so i mean the the more things change the more they stay the same this is true
0: this is true Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm
1: Harry. And I I guess uh, we already did it a couple times, so I'm sorry if it's being repetitive, but uh, an apology is going to be like, hey, we took some time off there, didn't we?
0: We did, we did. Yeah, uh, for, you know, various reasons, much much the same that we have covered previously. Like, you know, we have been largely in deep pits of depression for large portions of this year but you know what they say about depression harry once you beat it it stays beaten and you never have to worry about it again so but, you know
1: yeah depression you just got to wallow in it for a while and a, one day it'll go away magically on its own without further introspection or action
0: yeah 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 that's exactly what people say about it so also, you know we're, also, we're past it yeah, we're cured
1: also, to be fair um i've been on my own trying to do programming stuff and trying to worst pack work past a mental break. Fingers crossed. I may have something on that note soon. Uh, But you, you got real busy with work. Like you were they were giving you like 9 and 10 hour days every day. Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, like so I don't want to have my name checked. I'm sure I have previously but um, you you haven't said what your current job is. uh, Well uh, let's just say I work in manufacturing and I work in a manufacturing company that relies on summer weather. And so it turns out that during the summertime, I was very busy in this construction company. <laughs> like, also, extremely
1: busy. <laughs> also, supply chains have gotten kind of weird this past couple years, and maybe people were letting things go for a while, but uh, eventually, you know, they needed their home
0: they needed their... items replaced. Yes, 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 yes. Non-specific. Yeah, They're non-specific uh, constructed material... In their homes, which need to be changed out when it's not cold and rainy. yeah. Which, in Washington, is like four months. So during those four months, life was hell. We can probably say what the material fucking
1: is. Like, you know.
0: Uh, 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 Yeah, sure, fine. Windows, windows. Yes, I work in a window company. So, you know, in Washington State, turns out you can kind of only change out windows between April and September. So that means that between April and
1: September, I didn't exist. Yeah. Also, they staffing has been difficult at lots of jobs. And so they were having a crunch. And yep. Sam- Staffing, being... supply
0: chains, like everything. Every... Yeah. Like also my company, also for some strange reason, we didn't do much work in people's homes last year. Almost like people didn't want strangers wandering in and out of their home during the height of a pandemic- so we had two years worth of work to contend with during four months and, and massive supply chain. Yeah, I, I, I don't have memories of large swaths of time between April and September. Like, I'm not sure I existed during those time period. Like, I, I, I'm still here, so presumably I was there then, but I have no
1: recollection of it. You didn't miss too much in those months. Oh, good, good, good. I guess there were some TV shows. Um, Marvel's What If came out. I didn't see it because I kind of don't care about Marvel anymore. No. Squid Game came out, and uh, I... I watched the first episode of that. It's not for me. But that's it. That's all I missed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, were there movies? I guess that Bond movie finally came out, and people say it was actually good, but I'm not seeing it for a bit.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that came out now. That didn't come out, like, you know, in the in the blank time.
1: Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter, because we don't care about being timely. In fact, <laughs> the, the couple of fucking times we tried it, we got really bit in the ass, didn't we? I guess I, I could have mentioned Kamen Rider Zero-One hurt our enthusiasm for Tokusatsu. <laughs> it did a little bit. It kind of kind of
0: broke our hearts there. Broke our... Broke our hearts, broke our brains, just kind of broke
1: many things, in, in a time where we didn't really need to be broken anymore. Yeah, and the the latest couple of series like didn't really. I mean, apparently the Sentai series have been pretty good, but the Common writers have been kind of eh. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really tried them, so we'll see. But
0: yeah, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll get to them. But the thing is, what what I did, what I requested of Harry what we were talking about a new series to dive into
1: was I said, Harry, are there any good ones? Yeah. And uh the the good common writer I wanted to do sometime soon was uncut was done kind of in the similar creative team from Zero One, kinda of like the better one they did that like now they've betrayed before. And also it's about like viruses and disease and like I don't want to cover that right now.
0: Yeah, we'll cover that we'll cover that post pandemic Harry. Ha 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 <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll, we'll cover that at the same time we we'll cover fucking like wizard. Great, <laughs> but but anyway, uh, so we're gonna cover the Super Sentai series that actually took the time and effort to make the robot fights good. Yay! Tokume Sentai GoBusters. I've mm. talked it up a few times, and here's us going into a. Half year long journey, the way we do this of me hoping that Sam doesn't hate me for it.
0: <laughs> uh, me hoping that like they don't shit the bed in the final in the final acts.
1: I've seen like, this one to the end.
0: They don't. Yay! Yay! Oh, uh, that takes a lot of stress off of back, Harry. Though it should put in- increasing stress on yours because what if I disagree? Oh yeah, I liked Kuga, and you like really hated that. Kuga, Kuga, which, which one was Kuga? Uh... Like, we, we haven't, we haven't done this in a while. I must remind you, I remember zero
1: names. The guy who kept doing thumbs up, and, like, we, like, we only watched, like, a couple episodes of it, and there was, like, a teacher doing a speech. It, it just didn't connect with you. Oh, okay. I guess so.
0: Wait, that was the one with the really, that was the one with the really hot cop, with, like, the super sharp cheekbones. Oh, yeah. Just, no. like, cheekbones for days. <laughs> you do remember the hot cop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember the important things, Harry. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, uh, let's let's start. It. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're back to, like, diversions and stuff already. Uh, yep. Uh, so, uh, one thing I'll say is another reason why I didn't want to cover it right away, but now we're covering it uh, because we had some time off. Uh, took away Sente Go Busters took a lot of inspiration from Power Rangers RPM, specifically. The... The Power Ranger series that everyone kind of points at as being, hey, this adaptation was as good, if not better, than the Sentai version it was based on. Nice. So this is, oh, that that's a lovely Ouroboros, just like feeding into itself. Uh, Because we start, it, it's not as much as RPM. It's almost like if their disaster got stopped a little earlier. Because uh, it's on a cityscape, which appears to be the normal Tokyo cityscape, except there's a big weird kind of triangle pod uh, dominating part of the horizon. And then also.
0: It, re- it reminded me a lot of those, like, the towers in that one Apex map. Like, just kind of. Yeah, just kind of like a pseudo uh, pyramid esque thing that's clearly, like, high technology. And it is being beset by, like, five, six, seven giant monsters.
1: And just starting at Media Res, and then something goes boom. Yep, holes uh, open up in the sky and Megazords pop out. They are explicitly called Megazords in this. Another, like a- another sign that they are taking inspiration from their American con- counterparts. Yeah. So they are in, the, but...
0: are the, the villains, uh, the
1: evil monsters called Megazords? I, I think the, I think they're all Megazords, like the, the giant robots in the series. Although the, the heroic ones are not referred to as much. Okay. They're more just for, referred to by like their designation. Like, uh, something something zero one something something zero two
0: okay okay we probably shouldn't mention zero one as little as possible we we can't let it take numbers from us sam (laughs) just those two numbers in that specific order
1: i'm a programmer sam if i lose zero and one i got nothing no
0: no but yeah so uh turns out it was a dream or at least i i think it was uh if i was a little unclear on that harry was this a dream or was this a memory
1: uh, it's it's not exactly how it happened, because the only incident in the past that was kind of like that was during nighttime. There's something going on outside my window. I'll be right back. It was, it was pretty fun. Okay. I'm just going to sit quietly and I'll edit this bit to silence until it comes back.
0: I have returned. Yeah, the chickens were, I don't know, they were just rustling. Were rustling I mean, the chickens were being
1: tiny chicken monsters.
0: Yes, the chickens were being tiny dinosaurs and making noise immediately outside my window.
1: Like I had chicken for dinner tonight, and I really had the thought while eating, is like I'm glad these things are dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too, me too.
1: So as the episode like, continues to pass the dream sequence thing, uh, Hiro Hiromu, our main character, is sitting, staring, shocked at looking. Oh, it's it's chickens. It's it's actually a segue because he's looking at a picture of a chicken. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fate, Sam. <laughs> Like it's, a, very... it's a segue for something that we cut out yeah uh should
0: i explain what happened in case you do cut it out or are you just gonna leave it
1: the fuck in clapping oh, I'll, it all? I'll probably leave the bit where you said that the chickens were doing something like i, I can segue it in from there okay, okay. because hey he's looking at a, a chicken for reasons we'll understand later
0: i uh you know we're, we're two episodes in and i still don't know what the fuck uh, but yeah, uh, we beat our hero and his talking motorcycle, which we will learn uh, sh- very soon can actually transform into a a person in a robot costume.
1: Yeah. Also, the series is almost like they took a lot of comic writer elements. Like the main character, he has a talking motorcycle that he spends a lot of time. With. I think he rides this motorcycle more than any Kamen writer in recent days. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, also. It- there's in also Z- only three
0: Rangers, so this, this really does kind of feel like a common writer series. Like
1: in Zero One, I think I saw something, he was on that thing for four episodes. Hiromu it in, in these first two episodes, he's on it in both of them. So I think it's not gonna take long to beat that fucking measure.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh but yeah, so that's that's where we start, and then we cut to a scene uh where the yellow and blue ranger, uh they are they're in street attire, but thankfully it is still color-coded street attire.
1: Uh, it's not, I mean, it's street attire in the sense that some people wear like kind of exercise slash, like they- It's it, like, it's biker, it's biker jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like casual attire. It's like they're they're wearing some kind of like a athletic sporty thing or vaguely military-ish uniforms, which they actually are wearing. Yep, yeah, for they are working with the military-industrial complex, Harry. Like, well, as we'll soon learn, they're the black bag child soldier elite core of the energy of the Department of Energy, which is <laughs> a big thing to unravel. We'll, we'll get into it.
0: Yeah, there's. Uh, I was. I'm always a little worried that we're not going to have much meat on bones when we start a series to talk about. But no, no, I get the feeling there's going to be plenty of grist on this here bone to chew on.
1: They are investigating a potential uh, Enertron discharge at a certain point in a district, you know, figure out what's going on. And if so, contact the proper authorities. But if it's Vagris, they have jurisdiction to go in and murder them.
0: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. They're taking cameras, like, you know, nice uh, with like uh, nice super long zoom lenses, which it turns out are actually guns.
1: Yep, yeah, they're they uh their weapons—the gimmick is that they transform into like binoculars or cameras or other kind of surveillance devices. They're they're spy themed, the first spy themed team since the very first one, the Go Rangers.
0: Nice, yeah. So, uh, yellow and blue—they, uh, they're they're kind of on this like a uh, uh, construction rig, like a, a crane, like in downtown Tokyo. And then when they determine, oh, yep, they're stealing Energon, uh, these must be aliens, they cut the crate, it collapses, and they jump into the building, which had to have caused just untold damage as it landed. But they're the heroes, so we don't dwell on that.
1: Yeah. The physics of it are kind of weird, but they, they go and rolling and they come up shooting. Uh,
0: well, uh, they're not the only ones who come up shooting. Like the, the baddies straight pull out guns, like, you know, human human guns. Like they're using toy guns. Uh, these are these are guns. These are like Berettas and bursts that they're <laughs> pointing at them, just like firing nine mil rounds downrange. And uh, and after a minute or so of this, the Rangers transform. Which like, if the bad guys use guns, maybe you should transform before you jump into the line of fire.
1: Yeah, and when they transform, this is very important. They don't use stock footage. They transform like kind of in the scene like with the transformation building their outfits and they like their bracers shout it's morphin time in english and shoot their goggles onto their faces to complete the look so is that
0: something that i uh, i mean i was kind of uh chalking that up to episode one stuff because as we all know uh the first couple episodes of a uh sentai series have a lot bigger budget than episodes like 20 through 35 let's say
1: oh uh, They occasionally use stock footage, but I think mostly they actually do it uh, like this in the scene. Really? Yeah. Well, that's that's nice. That's really nice. They go after the dudes. They do some hand-to-hand. The Blue Ranger appears to snap one of the dudes' arms fully back, Mm -hmm. which seems rough until they turn into robot dudes.
0: Yep, they pull off their human skins, and oh, yeah, they're, they're putties underneath.
1: Yeah uh and then except
0: for the one like the except for the villain who runs away so there's like three of them two of them turn out to be putties and the third one uh continues running as the others uh distract
1: yeah and he has he has cool goggles
0: yes we will uh later find that this is uh enter uh the uh the presumably like act one villain of the series
1: uh so yeah he's running up uh there's no opening credits for this episode they they like they do the song, uh, but it's still action because they're trying to, to do more to establish. Uh, yellow and blue, they confront, enter on the roof, and he transform. He shoots some tentacles out of his sleeves. And then in a burst of computer code, uh, he is replaced with his cool guy villain outfit. Which is mostly just like a leather jacket and a scarf. Like it's way less ostentatious than normal for these types of villains.
0: Yes. Also, he re- he remains human, or at least human appearing. I'm not sure if he is a human. He might not be a human, but uh, he's not wearing a plastic mask at this point.
1: Got gotta guess Sam. You, you guessed pretty well, zero one a- against me that both the that both the villain dudes were secretly human gears.
0: Um, let's see. I'm going to guess. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So he's got tentacles. I'm going to say he started human and has become infected by a virus. And so he's like partially human still.
1: Okay. Well, we will eventually find out that answer.
0: Uh-huh. Also, uh, we cut back we're cutting back to a military base at various points during this fight, because you know, the, the Go Busters are straight military industrial complex. And so they have like a
1: a kernel or not something. Mil- not military industrial complex, because like it's not like business, but that they are weird. Kind of... (laughs) I'm not kidding when I say child soldiers. We can get more into it later.
0: Oh, yeah, like, it's... it's, Okay, I... I was gonna talk about this later. Let's talk about this now, Harry. How old is Yellow? She's 16? Oh, Jesus. That's what I was afraid Like, I was hoping that was not the answer, Harry. I was Uh. really hoping that was not the answer. Because there's a lot of footage... And, like, the opening credits and the closing credits of Yellow holding a hose, just, like, spraying down vehicles. And no one else
1: seems to have those shots. Okay. Uh, The actress portraying her was 18. This is one of the few examples I've seen where, in Japanese TV, where someone is actually playing somebody younger than themselves. Pretty much all the other time, it seems to be somebody who's, like, 17 playing, like, a 23-year-old. Like, uh, like in our last series.
0: That's... Still not great. I mean, I'll move on, but
1: I mean, come uh, she, on. She, she's not like spraying a hose on herself. She's just spraying down a car and a not very cheesecake away. Like, Yoko, for what it's worth, I don't think she's like objectified very much.
0: All I'm saying is, there's a lot of characters, and there's one holding a hose in the sun. Don't worry, they, they
1: introduce other characters to objectify a lot of the series. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Few. Phew. Uh, Alright, so, uh... uh... There's a brief thing in the military base, like, as Yellow and Blue are still fighting with Enter, they're talking, like, uh, so how much have they stolen so far? Well, by our estimations, 600,000 Trons, which is enough to power the city for roughly a year. And Sam, this is this is where I figured out that I had recharged my batteries for this show, because you better believe I went down a rabbit hole to figure out how much energy is in a fucking Tron by that estimation.
0: <laughs> like, it's also, uh, okay, there's There's a lot to consider in that particular, uh, in that particular ask, because, you know, 600,000 tries enough to power a city for the year. Are they talking about Tokyo now, or are they talking about this Tokyo? Because it would seem that, you know, internal combustion engines have largely been replaced by, uh, by powered engines. So a lot more stuff is running on energy or it's running on just sure, uh, sheer power that used to be running on other things. Uh, especially because they have a lot of high tech things there's buddy droids around uh everywhere that you know consume energy on. and then there's the rangers themselves like are they factoring in ranger transformations into this or is this one of those things where it's like 600,000 trons is enough to power the city for a year or enough for the rangers to use their powers twice
1: yeah, I, i'm admit it's something like the second one like they, they pilot giant robots and those things don't don't things don't run cheap uh so j- just based on a Roughest, I'm not going to go to the fucking math, because I know people don't care about that, but I went on an (laughs) estimate of modern-day Tokyo, which is like 69 megajoules per person and like 14 million people, because, I don't know, they could have grown and had other tech, but also they probably increased in efficiency, like this stuff could teleport, so they probably got some tricks. It's about 51 liters of gasoline, in terms of energy potential, per Tron.
0: Okay, okay. So 51 liters pertron, so we're yeah, talking like, like 50... 1.6 gigajoules okay so one so we're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 million liters of gas
1: yeah it's a lot of energy
0: okay so quite a bit quite a bit <sighs> if our projections are anywhere close to right which
1: i'm sure they're not i don't think like I'm not sure how many times in the series they say hard numbers of trods. Like, I did this knowing that it was going to be useless.
0: I was... That's
1: the title of our podcast. I had, the, <laughs> I had the, an idea for a different episode title, but we, I did this knowing it would be useless as much better. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. So, uh, the villain. Like, did we mention that he's uh, speaking in French? Oh yeah, he occasionally breaks out in French. Yeah, which is bit of a character quirk and also very it was very nice and kind for the series to uh point out that he was speaking in french because i would not have noticed that you know it's like it starts out in a foreign language it goes to another foreign language does my brain pick up on that nope absolutely not
1: uh the commander guy at the military base is sad because uh, things are finally starting and there's these robot dudes uh like a blue one and a yellow one yep. that are pleasantly color coded m- yeah they're chatting about their respective partners the the blue one is is human shaped and is very worried about uh blue whereas the yellow is kind of like a little robot dude just r2d2 kind of sized and he's much more confident that yoko is going to do great
0: yeah also the blue one appears to have some kind of wheel on its face uh so you know uh much
1: like the motorcycle he probably transforms into a car or something yeah, the, the yellow one is a rabbit, and its ears are like control sticks, actually. Like, they all link into the cockpits of their mechs. So,
0: yeah, the villain, uh, he communes with his master, who is a 1995 screensaver skull. And uh, then he goes and he finds a backhoe, and he turns it into the monster of the week. A, a metaroid
1: that becomes a uh, shovel bot. And then we get a scene of, like, uh, lots of weird glowing machinery... And a large robot being brought up, and it does not look exactly like the meteoroid out in the real world. This is another big thing in the series. Um the monster that they fight on person and the monster that they fight in the robots are not exactly the same, and in fact could be fought like entirely at different times.
0: Yeah, the uh well it does seem as though the the big monster, and you know, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler, but uh, when the big monster comes in, he does have a backhoe arm. Yeah, it, so it's like he kind of. They,
1: they take on some aspects of the thing that got uh, merged with it. Like th- this one gets some extra dozer equipment on top of a, a beta Megazord base. Like th- there's there's kind of th- three or four different main types.
0: Uh huh. But it, that's it's very clever costuming. Uh, you know, it's, it allows the creators, it allows the show people to, uh, just to have like a familiar base and one that presumably moves well. <laughs> Cause you know, if you're going to be fighting another uh, person in a plastic suit, it really helps if you can move well, but then they can like modify it week to week to show tiny differences.
1: So I like that. Uh, there's a new operator girl at the military base. Uh, she is, uh, N- Nakamura Miho. I
0: picked up no one's name. Like I, I, I. I'll have names in about ten weeks right now. people are just colors
1: uh she she tries to go through an introduction, but you know no time for that there there's uh weird energy readings and uh, th- yeah, they need to get back to action so she is there to be the person in the
0: chair uh for the Rangers as they are on missions and great, great uh they mentioned that they can detect the energy of an incoming monster. Uh, which, you know, is going to be the uh, the big monster coming in from the nether realm or wherever the fuck it was. Hi- hyperspace? Was it yep, hyperspace? hyperspace? Okay. So they're warping in via hyperspace to the city and they can detect them incoming. And they put up a countdown clock. Which, I was wondering if this was going to be episode one, but no, they did it in episode two. So Harry, do they do this countdown clock the entire series? Uh,
1: they do it a lot. Like, they... So th- this show, it's not like hard sci-fi, but it, but it at least you know, uh, acts like it. And honestly, a lot of the time in hard sci-fi, you know, when Star Star Trek has rules, but when they need Journey to do something weird with a deflector dish to make time travel happen, he does it. So they they establish stakes in this show very well, saying like, oh, each Metroid when it appears in the world, it also is a homing beacon for the Megazord coming in, and it like each of them has like a different amount of time uh there's like kind of rules for like it takes more energy to get them in faster uh but so they can like they can look at it and predict we have this long until we need to fight the giant robot
0: it's also it's also editing like they yeah yeah. there there is no line in the script that says we have three minutes 45 seconds for the monster to show up that is the decision that is entirely made in post
1: and uh it's faster than they expected but, hey, they've been training for this. And there was a moment when the new girl looks at them and says, Hey, why are we sending, like, uh, that girl out there to fight? She seems really young. It's like, eh, she's kind of a special case. Uh,
0: the uh, colonel was also lamenting that, you know, two Rangers is no- or two Go-Busters is not enough, uh, thus foreshadowing the arrival of the third. Uh, and it's also uh, clear, uh, made clear at some point, or the the colonel mentions that they have powers. So, these Go-Busters, the Power Rangers, they have powers even when they're not in their suits. And I don't think we really get into that in this episode. It's more of the next. Yeah,
1: a lot more of the next. In this one, they're setting the stage. It's just that there's a third one that has the abilities, but he wasn't... <laughs> he, he, was, he wasn't brought into the group, and this isn't how they portray it, but if we look at it closely... It's because he had surviving family that was able to say, no, he's not going to become a ward of the state. (laughs) Like, one tragic backstory happened. The blue and yellow, they were basically orphans. And I guess the Department (laughs) of Energy was kind of like, we need you to fight evil in a while. Then the third one was like, no,
0: what do you know? Hey, three-year-old child, we are going to take you off the streets, just put you in a room with no one you know because everyone you know is dead, and we're going to give you guns.
1: Here's this cute bunny robot. It's going to teach you to kill.
0: And to the show's <laughs> to credit, like, these people clearly have issues, and oh, we're, yeah. they're going to be working through some of that.
1: Yeah, like, Yoko, uh, she is. She's the youngest of the group by far, and she's, like, com- kind of complaining that uh, the Red Ranger isn't there because he's still wrapped around his sister's finger, like, man, how dare he have family members?
0: Uh, his sister, who, you know, wants him to. Not be in harm's way. This, like, 18-year-old child. <laughs> uh, he He's 20. Oh, okay. Great. So he was seven when the disaster happened, as opposed to three for Yoko. And I believe Blue has mentioned he is the eldest? Yeah. Blue... Uh,
1: I'll get into it, but Blue is the oldest in the group by about a decade. Really? Okay. Yeah. He, he was 15 when it happened. He's 28 now. Okay. Which is, which is an old man in anime terms.
0: Not damn grandfather uh. so yeah uh, when the monsters attack yellow and blue they run into these rail guns to be shot onto the street and what they do
1: they put on tactical sunglasses yeah uh, it it's a little sad like at the start of the series fans were translating it and really liked it and one person put up like a, a website that was just a counter for how many times they put on sunglasses only to throw them off dramatically about a scene later <laughs>
0: Which absolutely happens this episode. Put on sunglasses. Throw them on the ground.
1: Yeah. I do they stop they st- doing that? Uh I think they, they do stop doing it eventually. Ah, oh, dang. They must have run out of sunglasses budget. <laughs> uh so the Hiromu, he goes to his sister who Uh, it appears like she's gonna have generic anime disease, but no, she's just overworked and is like, no, 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 I I can go back home tomorrow. I was just, uh, I was just being silly. And he says, hey, I'm gonna go fight in a war. Mm -hmm. And she, she, she turns to the robot motorcycle that I guess they just let him keep. It was like, hey, you put him up to this. This is crazy.
0: Like, he's still a superhero. Like, so he, he might as well keep the superhero
1: accoutrement. Yeah. And plus, you know, it. He said that he was showing in the simulations, like, hey kid, you want to do these fun video games that are also teaching you to pile the giant robot? Now that there's no, there's no compulsion to actually do this later in life. And again, like, the series does not intend for this to be what it is. But like, I don't think there's anything in the series that will disprove like our read of it. Like, these are good people that have unfortunately been put in a bad situation and kind of did very unethical stuff to get these guys in shape well i mean if
0: if unethical stuff is what it takes to fight the windows 95 like cgi skull monsters that are invading tokyo maybe that's what we need
1: so he says i can't let the same thing to happen to someone else's parents it shows his transformation bracer thing he thanks a sis and says it's gonna come home safe so uh a
0: big monster arrives uh well the well blue and yellow are still fighting the smaller monster and he just starts fucking rampaging like he's knocking down buildings he's going straight for the uh energy uh, the Enertron uh tower yeah and it, just leaving destruction in his wake
1: yeah like he is directly going there and the commander at the base says, yeah the the Valkyrie's boss is trying to invade our world from hyperspace and to get the robots into our the world they need massive amounts of Enertron Sad. this series has a very, very good reason why they don't just send a bunch of robots and monsters at the same time. <laughs> like, it's basically Enter's job to just sneak around and get little bits of Enetron that he can use to summon a robot and hopefully get a lot more.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that that tracks, I guess. Well, and it, yeah, it does take a ton of energy to send it. Okay, so yeah, this does all track.
1: Yeah, he's still done the simulation, so Haramu are red. Is going to get into Buster Vehicle Zero uh, One, which is a like giant red car.
0: Yeah, and, and like a giant car. Like there's there's ground crew running around it, and they look adorable. <laughs> like if if this car was normal size, the ground crew would be like five inches running next to
1: it. Yeah, the, the wheels are a couple feet taller than the dude standing next to it, charib- charitably.
0: It, it, it It's a funny scene, because, you know, this also is a car that is a toy that is, like, you know, six inches long. So it's... It made me giggle.
1: Uh, the Red Ranger, he shows up to the monster fight to just do, like, a little bit. Like, he does a jump, teleports in a gun. They they teleport in their weapons using Enertron, because that's what it does. It seems wasteful, but okay. I, I don't know how efficient it is. It, it can't be more efficient than just carrying it. Yeah, now, um, yeah. like I said, these guys are superheroes, and they're probably using a lot of resources to fight the Vagri- uh, Vagris. Uh, He gets in the car and shouts, "Let's driving!"
0: And then he takes his car and uh, drives it straight at the at the monster. And I think he uh, no, it's the next episode that there's machine guns on the car. This one, he just transforms into the into the mega sword.
1: He does shoot guns at him. I I got a screenshot of it happening. Oh, okay, okay. He transforms into a giant robot. the The red, uh, the red Megazord can be a kind of smallish humanoid on its own. In fact, it even transforms into a cheetah mode, so he's a triple changer. And kind of like does some acrobatic dashes and bites the thing on the neck.
0: And so uh, the rest of the bit is just a fight, uh, a simultaneous fight. So we have the ground level fight with uh with yellow and blue, and then the larger fight with red's droid,
1: and it's. There's, there's a shot, they end the episode with a death blow being done by both teams at the same time on the same screen.
0: It is dramatic and pretty well choreographed.
1: It, this is, this is a fun series that came in knowing what wanted to do.
0: Great. And I mean, granted, yeah, this is, this is the first episode. This episode is higher budget than any of the following episodes, except like the, for the finale. But still, like, I, I hope that they keep up with this energy because I did quite like it.
1: So as episode two starts, there's another little bit of- um,
0: We we gotta point it out. As episode one ends, the credits roll, and it's a dance-off, Harry.
1: Yeah, like, most Sentai series in modern days end with the main characters doing, like, a choreographed dance. Mm -hmm. I was unaware of this until Harry pointed it out yesterday, and that
0: is something that he should have told me a lot sooner.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like a thing, it really took off with the series after this, uh, Kill where uh, they want, basically, kids to film themselves doing it, or, like, you know, fans to choreograph themselves doing it and share videos online so it can become viral and be just, you know, wholesome marketing.
0: But it's fun. I was not prepared for, like, the dramatic monster fighting to end with a straight-up Bollywood dance number. All the characters busting the moves.
1: So as episode two starts, uh, Blue and Yellow are doing cleanup in their in their vehicles. Like, they, they don't do this a lot in the series, but because they're establishing that they do it now, it really fills out the world and makes you think that, yeah, they're probably doing cleanup and associated stuff later on.
0: Yeah, this is straight out of Pacific Rim. Like, they are collecting the body parts of the giant monsters for study and integration
1: into their technology. Yeah, like, we... The enemy has been building stuff on its own for 13 years. We got to figure out what they're trying. And uh, Yellow and Blue, they're talking. yellow's really
0: underlining that whole sister complex thing for Red. You know, the fact that he has surviving family
1: (laughs) who loves him and doesn't want him to fight. She's not at all bitter that he got to. (laughs) All right. The first time I watched the series, I didn't like Yoko. But now that I'm like, now that we're building this much darker view of the situation, she's actually really well written. I don't know. Like she didn't have a childhood.
0: <laughs> no, she she straight up did not. Her family blew up when she was three, and then she learns to kill. Like Black Widow had more of a childhood than her, uh, and. Blue is kind of talking her down from the precipice she's on while bending metal pipes with his bare hands,
1: so... Yeah. And not transformed. He's in he's in just regular mode while doing this. He says, and he's saying, hey, come on, be nice. We all have our own problems to work with.
0: Yeah, and it's... He's just doing this. So, Harry, are they all super strong? Nope. Because we... Oh, okay. So what is their... What are their powers? Or I guess we we see red and blue this episode I'm not sure we see yellow or maybe I missed it
1: uh hers is a lot more subtle uh so blue he's super strong he okay. has yeah he has super strength just kind of like that uh and they'll demonstrate he's using it specifically by like having his uh uniform be inflated with big muscles although mm. the suit actors you know they're pretty ripped themselves so some sometimes it's hard to tell whether they're doing it yeah, but uh, it,
0: it it it's Toku ripped, like you know, which is which is ripped, but also like slender. And they they comically like inflate the uh the biceps to indicate. Yeah the,
1: yeah, the suit actors are all acrobats, you know. They gotta do like splits and flips all day. Uh, they're not like bodybuilders, but uh, so Red he has bursts of super speed, which is pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure he has like the super. It does. It's not like a time slowdown, so I think he still has to like kind of plan his attacks, which is a very reasonable limiting factor for making super speed not silly and like the flash where he just stops in front of every villain and talks for a while and then gets hit instead of just punching them quietly mm-hmm. uh, Yoko it it's somewhere between like density control because she can like jump a lot and do flips and then come down with strong kicks or it's just like super strong kicks which is kind of boring I like thinking of it as density control okay. and you know a bit like thunder I guess all right. All right.
0: Uh, back to the episode. Yellow and uh, uh, Red comes into the scene as uh, Yellow and Blue are uh, in the middle of cleaning. Red has not been participating in the cleaning and Yellow takes umbrage
1: at this. Uh, she doesn't like him getting special treatment. Yep. But Red is going a meeting with the commander who says, you've really grown up. You know, uh, I met you once back at your dad's lab. He, he, I admired your father. Father, he was a magnificent scientist. But before they can get further, there's another energy reading in a district and they got to go check it out.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so they do a quick stakeout at a gas station or not, not really a gas. It, it's an Energon gas station. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's refueling, just Enetron.
1: So, you yeah. know, people pull up their vehicles and get the future juice shot into it.
0: Yes, by uh, gas station attendants. Harry, uh, in Japan, do people not pump their own gas? Is this like Oregon? Uh,
1: I don't know. I, maybe. I, I, I do, the the Sam. This is going off of BC, like fucking anime and stuff. But I guess I've seen self serve. I I haven't seen much self service. It's usually like a dude there, filling up cars. So maybe that's the way it is. Uh, maybe we're the weird weird ones again. We, me and Sam, we're living in a part of America where you generally just fill your own tank. Like there, yeah, no, are... it,
0: it it's Oregon. It's specifically Oregon, and I think maybe New Jersey. I don't know. There's like one other East Coast place that does this, but they're the weird ones the rest of the the rest of the states
1: are perfectly fine with people blowing themselves up at gas stations yeah i mean the, there is a place in in uh, the town you live in Sam that i've gone to that there's a guy that comes out and will fill for you and it costs ever so slightly more so i didn't go there anymore but i mean it, it was a <laughs> fine system i mean that that kind of says it all doesn't it yep 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 yep
0: uh so, uh, yeah, they're they're scanning, they detect where the energon is going, where it's uh, being drained to, and so they go to investigate, but uh, Yellow, she reaches into a pouch and suddenly realizes, oh no, it's empty. Yeah. She doesn't have sweets.
1: Yeah, again, it's kind of a diminishing thing where, like, her power is based on candy. <laughs> like, she has to constantly carb load. It, you know, it, it's a little demeaning. Well, I mean, it, I was just reading it as like superpower
0: diabetes because, you know, the the Flash goes through the same shit. It's just, you know,
1: they give him like they give him protein bars or something. Well, yeah, the Flash eats like 100 tacos, but she specifically is eating like candy and stuff, which is a lot more kiddie, which granted, this is a kid's show. Uh,
0: And uh, Blue is going to confront him, uh, but Yellow is unable to help because she has no sweets and therefore is collapsed on top of the roof. Uh, red isn't able to
1: help because a chicken walks by the gas station well not th- th- walked by like th- there was a truck with some some uh farm animals in back and one of them was a chicken and he saw it so blue has to just go on and do it by himself and it's like always ah, oh, having to take take t- 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 look after these kids It's got to fight enter
0: yeah and when we say for like straight up frozen like his motorcycle transforms and starts carrying him around like a statue Yeah, like,
1: they just get a stiff dummy in their rectus pose that uh, his his motorcycle man is carrying around. It's pretty funny.
0: Uh, So because only Blue is around to face Enter, uh, Enter gets away.
1: They all have these limitations, and the new girl is like, you're kind of, they're kind of weird, and you're talking about them like they're computers. And the commander says, in a way they are. They got uh, upgraded with this program. And now they each have their own things to deal with. Like, yellow, she needs constant calories in the form of sweets. Uh, blue, he needs to cool down, like, every so often. Like, he, he has a tendency to overheat. He can't regulate himself. And red, if he gets if he starts to panic, he'll just literally lock in place or, like, blue screen for a while. Mm-hmm. And he has and a,
0: chickens he, make him panic.
1: Yeah, he, he has a phobia of chickens.
0: Which, for... as a person who has raised chickens and who have had chickens try and devour him, I get it. I'm yeah. not going to judge there.
1: Uh, and uh, But Blue's uh, thing doesn't come up too much in this episode, because he's way better at regulating it. Uh, but yeah, so... A... But they also get the powers that we've already gotten to and explained. Uh, and uh, they got these abilities, and they're able to fight the Vagris as a result.
0: At this point, uh, Enter comes in to create the Monster of the week. Uh, he is near a gas station, and so he finds, like, a, a butane tank and, uh, transforms that into a burner monster.
1: Yeah, He also gets into, like, a welder's outfit, because he likes cosplaying.
0: Hey, if you're gonna- if you're gonna be a villain in a Toku series, vamping is one of the benefits. Just, you know, get down with your bad self. Enter.
1: New girl Miho is kind of confused about what happened to these kids, and Commander goes into their backstory. Uh... You know, 13 years ago, there was a very modern laboratory that had Enertron supplying it. They were doing all kinds of experiments. And we see literally, like, the Tron experiment of them teleporting a baseball from one area to another. Like, that has to be a reference.
0: And uh, then they are beset by a virus that, I believe the colonel just says, manifested from nowhere and started to transform and devour the uh, facility. I'm I'm assuming he's leaving out a few key details there. I-
1: it's been a while. I don't think there's a big reveal about the virus's origins like there is in RPM. Okay,
0: so this literally just like manifested out of like out of the void
1: and started attacking? I mean, it like it's the future internet, so for all we knew, somebody somebody was just making a worm that would like this is like a Nigerian prince scam that <laughs> became self aware and decided to eat, drink all the life out of the world. This is how the world will end, Harry. Yeah, I mean, the if we're going with the dark thing, the more accurate answer is that this is probably still the military industrial complex. It's just whoever made it got killed. Like yeah. whoever made it was probably in that facility. Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So if there's no, it's not that there's no backstory. It's that the only
1: people who know all died. Yeah, and uh, like the commander worked there, but he was, I guess, he just missed uh, missed that night, and uh, he. Like, he got a call from the head of the laboratory saying, we need to teleport this into hyperspace or else it's going to eat the whole world. Like, we can do it on our own, and this isn't going to stop it forever. They'll find their way out. I'm going to send you something that can stop them. Which turned out to be the three kids that were visiting. Yep. Yep. Yoko so- is Yoko was three at the time, Hiromu was seven, and Ryuji was fifteen.
0: And now they're child soldiers. So it's around this point that uh, they detect an incoming uh, monster. And they are given 8 minutes 35 seconds, which, looking at the runtime, is most of the rest of the episode. So it's not going to be a long, big fight this week.
1: Yeah, uh, Hiromu explains to Yoko when she kind of asks why he's even knew this. He says he wants to keep his promise from way back then. Because as kids, you know, uh, Ryuji was 15 and kind of like dazed because the world changed, like, Yoko was three and, like, broke it down crying and not even understanding anything. So Hiromu turned to and said, hey, you know, I I promise, like, our parents like, it's saying they're dead, but at least as the kids and people in the setting understand in theory, they're still alive in hyperspace, and there has to be some way to go in there and save them. Like, together, they're gonna fight and bring them back. And yeah, still gonna- I don't think
0: that's gonna happen. I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I think they're going to go into hyperspace, but I don't think they're bringing their parents back.
1: Yeah, well, we'll find out, man. It's a long series.
0: That's true. We are two episodes
1: out of like 50 into it. Uh, so they get out. There is. There's more fighting. They're talking about this. I, I mean, we've been able to expand it, but I do think it's like, again, it's a setback. Like, it's really good, much more technical fights than.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, the rest of the episode is a fight. Um and it it's fun it's a lot of fun uh but uh once you know once the big burner monster shows up like uh, something something to note like blue and yellow are really focused on like uh crowd control and rescuing people from the uh the monster damage so presumably that's going to be a large part of their roles in these fights
1: uh while red just kind of solos all the monsters that show up yeah and this is an alpha type megazord and they each have like slight gimmicks so betas, in the, the previous episode, it's, like, big and bulky, and it's, like, just kind of really hard to kill. You gotta hit it hard. These ones are alphas, which are not super strong by themselves, but they can summon, like, small numbers of little, like, mook megazords.
0: Yeah, and it, it was fun. So it's, like, one red megazord versus three uh uh three enemy megazords. And he's able to take them out pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he does lots of changing between his car, robot, and cheetah forms, and he, he throws his sword, like, through the robot and then gets teleported a new one. Yeah,
0: so this is two episodes in a row where Yellow and Blue have not
1: taken part in the uh, big monster fights. Oh, uh, they, they changed that, like, they're slowly rolling out the machines and stuff. Uh, the red one isn't the only one that could transform, I'll say that. And this is a Sentai series, eventually they may get the ability to link their things together.
0: Oh yeah, of course, of course, uh, and they're going to get additional toys as the series goes on as well because that because it's a Sentai series. Uh, but it is, uh, I appreciate the slow roll. I appreciate them building the tension, and that's
1: yeah, that that really is the rest of the episode. Uh, Hiromu makes fun of Yoko for being fat because she eats so many sweets, and then Ryuji's is like, so okay, she shoots him. Kids, yeah, yeah, she shoots him with military-grade hardware in the middle of a city
0: yep yep maybe you should give a 16 year old a gatling gun
1: listen sam she was learning to like uh uninstall and reinstall that gatling gun since she was in grade school <laughs> by which i mean since she was in the age to be in grade school but let's face it she never went to school
0: yeah she is she's known that gatling gun longer than she knew her mother
1: <sighs> yeah that's literally true <laughs> so let's go Busters that's episodes. go busters episode one and two it's a fun series and it's series i think we will have a lot of fun covering but it is something to consider that like i so we we tried doing other stuff and we had some fun with that but it got grueling to do just lone wolf after lone wolf and we realized this is not sustainable we're it's hard for me to pick things and sam you know is lazy doesn't want to so it's hard yep. to like decide on new stuff to cover each week a uh, thing I thought we could close the episode out with is just you know brainstorming ever stuff to cover and to make it kind of fun. I do want I do want it to be largely based around things that we could like continue the portmanteauing bro stuff into it.
0: Bro, okay, uh, bro, well, what? Like, give like, g- like me for an for example.
1: example. Uh, I was thinking we could start like watching Gundam series and call it giant robots. Robots.
0: I mean, uh, robots are an easy one. Like at any kind of giant, like if we're talking giant uh, monsters, that's just a uh, giant mecha, giant monsters.
1: That's Toku. Even if it's American, it's Toku. Not that like Gundam is not Toku. Like a, other aside from G Gundam, it's a separate thing. Like Toku occasionally breaches on like War as Hell and stuff, but Gundam is kind of like that as its main dish, except for G Gundam, where War is terrible but a fun and exciting way to decide the order of things
0: i remember that series fondly
1: it's a fun series it's just like it doesn't have the political stuff that a lot of people draw from gundam
0: yeah there's always a uh, Brobotech. uh there's
1: oh Brobotech!
0: i know i don't prepare but you should have given me time to prepare for
1: this one eh, like bro up we could like do video games like, we, we both play video games, Sam, and we'll try to do Let's Play content, but I'm not sure if, like, that's really the stuff for us.
0: Yeah, let's let's do some bro up video games. Okay, uh... We, we could, like... Dad, like, we've been Dad talking okay, about Crusader Kings. Dad okay,
1: number one fan, uh, and by that I mean he's, like, one of our ten fans <laughs> that we could <can> name. <laughs> no, no, no shade on Nate Twee Hughes. I, I feel kind of bad, because I'm in charge of the Facebook group, and A... Literally, that that's the main reason why I haven't deleted my Facebook already. I don't like the company anymore. But, like, Sam made me be in charge of the Facebook group, so I have to kind of still be on there. Uh, anyway, I keep getting views on the page, and, like, there it's probably mostly bots, but every now and then I'm like, ah, oh, they're still... I, I literally, we literally do have the 10 best fans on the internet, like I said that one time. <laughs> yeah. A- anyway, he says that if we do audio-only Let's Play stuff, we could be put on the audio-only Let's Play Discord, which could be fun.
0: How the hell do you do an audio-only Let's Play? Like, do you describe bo- what you're doing in the video game? We both listen to NoCat,
1: Sam. Oh, well. That's mm, what, that's what that is. That also, sounds you're like a... it That You're out of it that we haven't listened to our good friend Daniel Cain's podcast. <laughs>
0: Wait, I'm, My bad. My bad. Uh, Harry, send me the link. After this episode is over, I will download it. I will download it.
1: Uh, well, it, it can be something else that relates to bro, or like brothers or something, or family.
0: Huh. Familiar, me familiar. Is there anything about like fast, uh, the Fast and the Furious series, or no? There's, they get enough play. Um,
1: I I agree, but I do wonder why we intentionally aim ourselves away from popular things to cover. Because that is not our niche, Sherry. We actively avoid the zeitgeist.
0: Well, who are who are we to talk about Vin Diesel punching a torpedo or something? I I haven't actually seen a Fast and Furious movie since seven, and I think they're up to ten. I don't I don't know anything.
1: Hmm. Weren't they ending them eventually?
0: <sighs> who knows? They haven't yet. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, so I like the let's play idea. I like the. Okay, I like Let's Play, uh...
1: Did you ever play Disco Elysium? I did not. Oh, that could be... I mean, especially with the Enhanced Edition, pretty much all of the dialogue is read out loud, so literally we could do, like, an audio play of, like, you playing it and us, like, kind of listening to that. I don't know. Like, well, we'll talk about it in a few oh. episodes when well, we, this, you know... this is the thing to talk about. I think there is a common Rider double sequel anime coming out soon. Did you know about this? No. Wait, what?
0: Wait, why is there a woman on the back of the motorcycle?
1: Yeah, the, the, one of the main reasons, literally one of the main reasons I'm hesitant to continue covering it is that they do introduce a female romantic interest for Shitaro.
0: No, bullshit. No. No. Okay. No.
1: They love each other. <laughs> I mean, they can Look, listen, no one's doubting that they love each other. It's possible for it to not be in a romantic sense. Uh, Listen, if they did come and write her O sequel series and introduced a female romantic lead for Eiji, I would be like, "Fuck that!" But it's possible Shotaro's straight. <laughs> Eiji is gay. No one, no one could like dare dis- dispute that. Shoutaro, eh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh,
0: but yeah, we so we got some we got some stuff here. So there's the anime. Um, is there a portmanteau for anime that involves brothers or family? Famame, uh, that's probably some type of porn.
1: Um, Again, sort of you can't let the internet take, or you can't let porn take the money from you because there's porns named everything. That's true. That's true. I'm not
0: disparaging porn. I just you know don't want to don't want to yuck their yums.
1: Oh, oh, wait. You say you don't want to name it. You don't want to be similar to porn because you thought it would be disrespectful to the porn. Because so, yes, I, I, I was, okay, I understand and agree. <laughs> We know our place, and, like, we're not at that level. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I think that's basically it for this episode. Yep. We, we usually just run off steam eventually, right? That's what happens? This is true. Yeah. I get tired of you getting things wrong and not remembering names. Mm-hmm. And you do something else. This is true. You, you fail to continue the bit. Yep, that's what happens.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, So on that note, what are we going to keep doing, Harry, until we release this next episode?
1: We're going to keep dancing.
0: We are going to keep dancing. Nothing can take that away from us.
1: We we made a decision and we're sticking with it, no matter how little it makes sense. Another possible (laughs) title for the episode.